before Superman, before Krypton exploded. But after Krypton airs on the Sci-Fi Channel and sometimes on Netflix abroad, it's our podcast after Krypton. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we're going to be talking about, what is it, a better yesterday? A better, not it's a better, a better, better yesterday. yesterday. A better like, podcast for today is a better yesterday for Krypton. I would gladly yeah. pay you tomorrow for an episode of Krypton today. I like, Alex, you're embracing our international listeners. That's, that's the thing, is that, you know, it's not fair to say it only airs on the Sci-Fi Channel. Granted, we put it up after it airs on the Sci-Fi Channel, so technically uh-huh. correct. But, technically like, it goes correct. up on Netflix in the U.K., it goes up on, I assume, oh, man. Space Channel in Canada. Something yeah. like that. Space Channel. Space Channel, yeah. yeah. Don't you make fun. They're big. They're the sci-fi of the North. Well, that's cool. I just didn't know that there was a thing called the Space Channel. That's what I was laughing at. Yeah, man. And, of course, in France, it airs on La Fiction Science <laughs> Channel. <laughs> Uh, did you know that actually started out as Le Baguette Channel, and then yeah. it just slowly oh, changed? come on, man. What? All, all television networks in, <laughs> in France started as um, different menu items, <laughs> and they slowly decided, you know what, this is a little much. Yeah. Uh, originally, the, uh, it the too was... Too much butter network? It's not uh, TV, it's escargot. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, that's what good. is going on here? Well, anyway, we're going to be talking about the latest episode of Krypton, where a bunch of stuff happens on the planet Krypton. Let's recap what has led us up to this point, first of all. I can see Pete is nodding his head. He's going, no, no, it's too much. I love it too much. I love it so much. Today's the opposite day, apparently. Oh, man. Uh, Pete is our contrarian take on the podcast, but... That probably won't come into play at any point, since I'm sure he'll be very civil about everything across the board. We, we've decided to embrace internet culture by inviting a troll onto the show. <laughs> Smart. By the way, how is, uh, are you able to get good internet reception? We're doing this over Skype under that bridge you live under, Pete. Oh, my God. Dude, your dad jokes are on fire tonight, buddy. You're just killing it. Well, so am I on fire and ready to... <laughs> to Distribute some flyers about what happened previously on Krypton. (laughs) So let's Ah. get into it. This show focuses on the grandfather of Superman. His name is Seg L. He saved all of Krypton, or at least he thought, last season by taking himself and Brainiac and plunging them into the Phantom Zone. He was able to escape, but only after Brainiac inhabited his brain, essentially possessed him. He thought that he had purged all of Brainiac of himself back on Brainiac's home planet. But unfortunately, <sighs> Pete. Oh, my <laughs> oh, God. I'm what sorry. an asshole. This is you just yawned at like the part that you actually like on the show. That's oh, right. Man. Sorry. It's just a re- recap of such a great show. It's, it's, I guess you're, I, you're uh, a dick. You're a dick. Oh, you don't like the Superman's grandfather as the main character? Well, I hope you're happy to meet Superman's great grandfather, or I mean, great great grandfather, Val L. 
Yes, now that she, man's even older. Oh, yeah. you're talking about the ho- guy who used to be a hologram and now is a real person? I, we go yeah, over that, this every single episode. I fucking hate that guy. There was and, a hologram of him. He was in the Phantom Zone, and when Seg escaped, Val got out of the Phantom Zone. He's joined up with Jax Eric, who only has one eye, or at least we thought. Big twist this episode. Uh, they are leading the resistance against General Zod. Pretty confusing, right? But General Zod is actually Drew Zod, the General Zod we know from the comics. He's traveled back in time, and he manipulated events so that Brainiac never took Kandor, the bottle city, as we know it from the comics, uh, which would have destabilized the core of Krypton, made it explode, which would have sent Superman to Earth. Uh, Because none of that happened, Zod is able to take over all of Krypton and is trying to remake it in his own image, which basically, like, he's the Giuliani of Krypton, right? He... Oh, my God. Previous previous to Crazy Pants Giuliani right now. but He's He's Krypton's mayor. Exactly. He's cleaning up the streets. He's cleaning up their Times Square. He's getting rid of the strip clubs down in the rankless sector. And he's putting Elmos everything. everywhere. Uh, well, that's also later on. That's post Giuliani. We won't get too much into the history of New York mayors here. We save that for our other podcasts. But uh, where? What was I talking about? Oh, so Drew Sod traveled back in time and took over Krypton. Uh, working for him is his mother, Lightazod, who we found out has been brainwashed. By the way, here's a little twist for you. His dad is Seg L, the grandfather of Superman. So that's pretty interesting, isn't it, Pete? Nope. It yeah. is interesting, Alex. Thank and I'm you. a mayor. I'm a mayor Dinkins guy. Oh man, I, I Koch is my guy. Am yeah, I doing Koch. my job? How, how am I doing? What about, what about LaGuardia? LaGuardia, now that's a mayor. <laughs> Fiorello. That's what I'm talking about. That's my LaGuardia. Ah, that guy knows how to name an airport. That's what I'm talking about. Anyway. I don't think he named it after himself. I think someone <laughs> later did that. I don't know. Again, we're not going to get into the history of New York here. This happens every episode. We get very distracted with that and only that. Instead, let's get back to the recap. So uh, Lightazad and Segel, we talked about, are the parents of Druzad. They've been trying to win them over, win him over to their side. They think that there is good in him somewhere. He certainly firmly believes that he's doing the right thing by taking over the entire universe in Krypton's name. But meanwhile, the rebels are planted on the moon of uh, Krypton called Wegthor, uh, which is mm-hmm. a blend of Wegmans, the supermarket chain, and Thor. Yes. The character hey, hey, from don't Marvel you Comics. fucking throw Wegmans' name into this bullshit. All, all right. right, now we got to hook. Wegmans is a pristine, amazing place that deserves no fucking bullshit from you, all right? But all Pete, you, love, you love Wegmans and you love Thor. This is a perfect uh, synthesis, a perfect project. Yeah, but I won't stand for Wegmans being mentioned in this fucking podcast about a shitty TV show. Your- Thor sits down for some chicken wing pizza at the Wegmans uh, in Fayetteville, New York. <laughs> Pete, and that's you, what I'm you live about. in uh, Brooklyn, I'm guessing. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Good guess. Are there guess any it. Wegmans in Brooklyn? There's soon to be a Wegmans, and I cannot wait. Right, but not yet. So if you wanted to go to Wegmans. What would be the easiest way of getting there, Pete? Space uh, elevator. That's the answer to the question. You would take a space elevator <laughs> to the Wegmans. For all you young fans out there, we're a couple of grocery store heads, so you just get out of board because we are cool and we are very hip to it. So if you want to talk grocery stores and dad jokes, you came to the right podcast. 
so where were we once again? Uh, so Wegthor is the mood where everybody is. Uh, Jaxer had been leaving an insurrection there. All the rebels died on the moon because they were betrayed by Val-El. They were also kind of betrayed by Nisavex, who is the mother of Seg-El's child, one of his other children. Dude has a lot of children. Uh, And uh, she, meanwhile, had been entrusted by Val to take a genetic bomb, a codex bomb, away from Jaxer, who was going to use it to kill all of the opposing forces. Val did not feel that was the right thing to do. Another character you should probably know about is Adam Strange, who is a time traveler from our time. He believes that he totally broke time. It's entirely possible he did. But right now, he is helping out the Rebels along with Seg's friend, a former bartender named Kem. Two other characters mm. you probably know about, Janazad, who is the mother of Lightazad, making her the grandma of General Zod. She is in the wastelands trying to organize a resistance of her own. She is working with Dev, who is the former fiance of Lightazad. He was presumed dead. Obviously, he's not, uh, but he has teamed up with Jada, and they are also aiming to take the fight to Druzad. That's probably everything that you need to know to get into this episode, which is already a lot of stuff and a lot more information on airports and supermarkets than you necessarily need to know. So uh, you want to jump into it? One other thing, Adam Strange, um, before he came to Krypton on Earth, he was a superhero and an open mic comedian, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He has a lot of topical references that he likes to use. He yeah. thinks he's a real jokester. Uh, but you know what? He's in a situation, and I think he needs to uh, calm down a little bit. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, he's just lightening the load. Well, uh, yeah, let's get into it, um, because I I love the way this show really um, has it does a good job with uh, creating high-stakes situation. And the beginning nope. of this episode, everyone's positioned in like pretty shitty situations. And uh, I like the way they just sort of swing the hammer. Wait, what do you mean by swing the hammer? Like really just push them against each other so they're all just like banging into each other and causing problems for each other by just trying to do what they think needs to be done. Sure, I can see that. We talked about this a little bit on the last episode, uh, but... One thing that I do like right now is the Seg and Zod relationship just because it's so weird. I think at this point what I'm a little more drawn to on the show is the weirdness of all the time travel, the family relationships and everything. So there's a great scene towards the beginning where Seg who is younger than the actor, who play, Colin Salmon, who plays Drew Zod, walking in and saying, son, and then Colin Salmon to Cameron wow. Cuff, who plays Segal, saying, dad. I like that stuff. It's so weird that they're owning this and talking yeah. about it as if they have any sort of relationship, when technically they've just met each other. Right. And uh, they're not afraid to make this show wildly complex, which is good. Uh, or and also afraid bad. to hire bad actors to play important roles that go on See, for long periods of this time. This is where I'm going to draw the line, and I think, frankly, you go a little too far, Pete. Is I, I'm, I'm going to you can say whatever we want about the show, but I actually think there's a good roster of actors here. I do think I agree. I think Colin Salmon, who plays General Zod, is very solid, very good. I really nope. like his interpretation. Uh, Cameron Cuff, uh, who plays Segal, is kind of off doing his own hero Tom Welling thing, and that's fine. Um, no, nope. you're being very mean. Uh, the uh, Wallace, the Day, women on the show, the, the female fantastic. actors, I feel like, are so good on this show across yes. the board. 
Wallace Day, who plays Nissa, is great. Uh, I I'll and, give you Nissa. Uh, I want to say Anne Bomo. I'm blanking on her exact name. Who plays Jane Azad is also very good, and I've completely blanked on the name of Light Azad, uh, but she's also very good as well. Um, so I think you know we could probably chill on insulting the actors who work very hard on the show, right, Pete? Sure, out of, out of basic like human kindness. Sure. I have a I have a criticism you could get on board with Pete. All the names are too similar for the characters on this show. That there's like thirteen Zods. There are too many Zods. Everyone is like Dev, uh, Dit. Like it's just too many. Like very short names that all have the similar sa- syllable sound. Seg, Dev, Val, th- Val, Jazz. Yeah. It- this is something that I think I, I wrestle with a lot with this show because it's true to the comics, right? Like, if they're going to do Krypton, that's how the naming structure works, so they're going to stick with that. But I agree with but you. But they could also just fewer E sounds. What's the guy, the the, friend, the bartender friend is like, is he damn? Cam. Cam. I, I like, do what? keep missing up Cam and Dev in my head. Yeah. Cam, Dev, Buh, Sir. Yeah. And then there was uh, that lady, what was she, Mama Zed, a couple of episodes back? Who yeah, I, just randomly, hey, call me Mama Zed. She called me like, Mama That's Zed. the worst thing you could name yourself. She, I made a mistake a couple of episodes back, because I was like, all oh, right, Mama Zed, I guess that bartender guy was named Zed, and that's his mom, maybe. Yeah, that was a mistake. But that was just to your point, it's because it's three letters, and the middle letter is an E, so I just made a mistake. It's like if my, um, Pete and I it were happens. called Valix and Calix, and it'd be like, what? Well, should we get into Hello? recap of the episode, start to walk through it a little bit? Yeah. Uh, here, let's pause for a second, because Justin, I think you cut out for a minute. Whoa, whoa sorry, S- something weird just happened. Yeah, you you cut out for a little bit. Can you hear us? Yeah, you yeah. were frozen. You guys were frozen, too. Oh, okay. Here, let's give it a five count just so I can find this later. All right, so uh, I'm going to just walk us through this episode uh, because there's a lot of back and forth. Uh, but we open on Jaxer seeing her fallen troops. Lyta updates Zod that 50% of the resistance is down. And then we talk about the moment that we we get to the moment we talked about earlier where Seg approaches Zod and they immediately start fighting classic father son behavior that happens all the time. As soon as I see yeah. my son. Yeah. Just throw it down. Well, you, you're racing him right and you got to feel good about that. Thank you. He kicks the shit out of me. So there is that. Yeah. Uh, you're raising Kryptonian children. <laughs> exactly. They only I'm, value battle. My last name starts with a Z. It's very similar to Zod, so that's just what I'm yeah. rolling with. Neil uh, before Zalbin. Now, Zod tells Seg nobody has resisted conditioning before. He doesn't understand how he did that. And that's when Brainiac pops out of Seg's mind. Now, what do you think about this new dynamic that Brainiac and Seg <laughs> have going on? Bless you, Justin. Yeah, I Thank think you. It, it's kind of a weird thing where it's like all of a sudden Brainiac will appear next to him. Nobody else can see Brainiac, but he just kind of has sidebar conversations with Seg while he's doing stuff. I mean, it's nice to have an imaginary friend who kind of gives you confidence, you know? Brainiac is yeah, the great... Yeah, I like it. He's the great gazoo of the show. Wow. 
That's a hundred percent right. That's that's great. <laughs> that reference is so old, I don't even get it. <laughs> I'll tell wow. you what, I only get it from watching The Simpsons, which made fun of it. Uh, so back on Wegthor, oh, we forgot to mention that Lyda was le- leading the Sagittara and surrounded the rebels and declared the end of the war the last episode. Adam tries to reason with Lyda, but it doesn't really work. However, Lyda releases the prisoners and wants them to surrender, keeps Kem and Adam with her. Um, we know that Lyda has been conditioned. We know that she's been brainwashed because we saw it. Yeah. But what... Where do you think her loyalties lie at this point? I don't well, I think, think she what, has what Brainiac, or, Well, I think she she she's torn, obviously. But I think what uh, what I, I took away from the episode is that um, Zod took away her empathy, so she can't. She has these sort of feelings, but she doesn't can't identify with any of the people around her. And I think that that was a cool choice to make her this character we're supposed to like, but also she is doing truly horrible things now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, Nissa meets up with Shadachare and wants to get back to Zod. Uh, she finds out that the rebels died because of her. Uh, and then Sagittari enter a bar in the wastelands. Everybody's like, yo, Sagittari, what are you doing here? Um, but it's actually Jaina and Dev and they're deciding they're going to go kill Zod. Uh, this to be this whole Jaina Dev thing is a weird side thing that's going on. I'm not quite sure how it ties in to the overall plot right now. Personally. Well, it fits the hologram coming to life thing that this show has set up, That's where at <laughs> first you have somebody who's a hologram, and then they become a real person, and you have to deal with them the whole rest of the show. So I'm glad if you're going to make a bad choice, like lean into it, you know? So we've had this guy who was an imaginary friend, but now he's really there, so we're dealing with it. You're talking about an entirely different character. I was talking about <laughs> Jada and Dev, who are in the Wasteledge. Jada, who is Zod's grandma, and Dev, the Mama guy Zod. Who was- Dev was her, the guy that she was imaginary, believing was with him when she was going through the whole thing. No, uh, that was her brother, I believe. Yes. Oh. And then, her, then Dev showed up um, in his place. I will say, uh, to your point, there are a lot of imaginary characters on the show. And in fact, one might argue they're all imaginary characters because it's a fictional story. Uh, great point, Alex. Thanks. Real trump card when it comes to talking about television. <laughs> yeah, whatever, it's TV. Who even cares? It's my old job. <laughs> uh, Seg wants to reveal things to Lyda. Zod doesn't want that to happen. Uh, unfortunately, there's a solar flare, so they can't contact Wegthor. Very convenient stuff going on here. Yeah, uh, Val and Jax. That happens a lot. I blame solar. I blame solar flares all the time when I'm late for stuff. Oh, huh? Has it? So has that ever happened? All the time, constantly. <laughs> There's a lot of solar flares. Oh, okay. The That's sun's true. up there every day, flaring. Yeah. Do you? Uh, I don't know where I was going to go with that. <laughs> Uh, Jada and oh, Dev wow. talk There's about a solar how, flare right there. Uh, how he always uh, believed in her. Seg rails against Zod for removing her empathy. Uh, and then Lyda, Val, and Jack's talk turns out, and this is, I think, Pete, even you have to admit this was the coolest point of the episode, right? So Lyda, Val, and Jax uh, are, are talking. She gets angrier and angrier and angrier, and then she shoots a laser out of her eye, and they start fighting. That was pretty cool, right? That was cool. 
You guys thought the laser eye was cool? Uh, yeah, no, dude. You know, you are no, no, Pete, no. I no. We've been doing shows for thirteen years. I know you pretty well. You've decided to dig in your heels and decide no matter what you don't like the show to the point where you Pete what do you page, mean no matter what no matter okay, what there are people on the show who are fathers and brothers of other people on the show even they're completely different ages people are from different times it's so fucking confusing in a way that is so dumb all it takes all of my I'm energy to about, watch the show all I'm talking and pay about attention. Pete, listen to me i understand i'm putting all of that aside for a second you, Pete yeah. LePage, are honestly going to tell me you are not a fan of somebody having an eye laser that is powered by anger. I love it, but the fact that I have to eat so much shit to get a morsel of goodness is just driving me insane. That sounds like a oh, bad yeah, dinner this party. Is my, <laughs> this is my son. Uh, Val, oh, this is my holographic brother, Sal. Uh, we had an imaginary baby that we put into a machine and we're just taking turns who's going to take care of it. And sometimes it matters in the show and sometimes no one gives a fuck and it doesn't get mentioned at all. It's insane, this thing. It's fucking insane. I know. Why don't you focus on the laser eyes powered by anger and a little less on the family dynamic? How about that? Great. Wake me when General Zod shows up. <laughs> he has showed up. He's been yeah, there the Yeah, it's entire- not the General Zod that we know and love. It's oh some watered-down bullshit version. You know what I'm going to say? You're a bad comic book fan, Pete. Fine. Well, doesn't that remind you of Cyclops? You're one of your favorite characters? <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. You're going to throw Cyclops on the fucking pile right now? <laughs> yeah, good old laser eye himself. Come on, an angry person Here, with a laser eye? for a second eye? because... Hold on. Uh, Justin, you're frozen again, so give it a count to five. Why is this happening? I don't know. Justin's on a timeout. Yeah, you're okay now, I think. But it was just getting very herky-jerky for a while. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we'll give it another five count, and then I'll continue. All right, then Jax captures Lyta, Seg is captured by Zod, lots of people being captured by lots of other people this episode. Uh, Val is not on board with killing Lyta. Uh, I can't understand my note right here. I wrote, Val is not on board with killing Lyta and captures him. Her? Him? Uh, mm, uh, probably in capturing Lyta, because they talk know. about how they... Uh, Jax also takes control and sort of supersedes Val's decision. And they, there's a lot of politicking between them of, like, he'll never uh, kill her because he doesn't want to hurt the people he cares about. There's a lot of talk. Yeah, there is a lot of talk back and forth in this episode. I will say this was not my favorite episode so far. I kind of want to get beyond this whole war thing and back to the craziness of Lobo and the time travel. The Brainiac stuff is fun. Like Doomsday. I mentioned. Yeah. Doomsday. There's so much stuff going on. There's just a couple of episodes left in the season. Um, the, the war unfavorably reminds me of the whole chess match stuff with uh, whatever his name was. Nissa's dad last season, yeah. uh, which is like, Eh, you're not Game of Thrones. Lead into being a ridiculous Superman's grandpa show and just have fun with it because that's when, to me, the show is at its best. 
personally. Yeah, I think they have bitten off a little bit more than they can chew with um, a lot of this, uh, the politicking between the different things and like, oh, who's killing who? There's troops hidden in the rocks and all this stuff. It's like, whoa, what? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's all. Also, oh, yes. You got Adam Strange who's trying to be Deadpool in this episode, you know, dropping all the references. He's like, hey, Space Force. Like, I just, I, yeah. How does he even know about that? He probably time traveled after that happened. How does he even know what's going on with him? It's like somebody is writing his dialogue and he's some sort of fictional character in a TV show. (laughs) Wow, the fucking Matrix over here is really (laughs) talking it up. (laughs) One thing I do like, though, in this episode is the way they position uh, Lyda and Nyssa, because we're sort of meant to like Lyda and Seg together, but Lyda's so unlikable this season so far because of all of the killing and betraying of the rebels. Uh, well, Nyssa was sort of not supposed to like, but she has all the symph- sympathy, I feel like, in the, especially this episode. Yeah, I mean, they're both very good. I'm not super into the whole love triangle of it, but I like seeing them work off of opposite each other and work with each other. Um, that was something that they hit on last season that I think leaning into is a very smart choice, personally. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I mean, it is impressive that in this crazy world that this is set in that people care so much about light as odd like immediately as soon as someone says yeah light as odd killed a bunch of people where what not lighta i've got to go and look to into her face and believe it's true yeah yeah and of, of course as we know one of the other big rules of krypton is anybody can walk anywhere at any time without people stopping them and that's how mm-hmm. jaina and dev get into kandor with no problem whatsoever even though they're wanted fugitives and walk right into the fortress wearing the Sagittarii armor. Uh, meanwhile, Zod agrees to end the war to free Lyta, but knocks out Seg instead. Nyssa frees Adam and Kem, and Kem finds out the tunnel they were supposed to blow up and gets concerned because uh, it's full of soldiers. Is that right? So they're being betrayed? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it's even crazier because it's like, oh, those are soldiers in there. But then it's like, oh, no, they had all of our rebels. They forced them to put on Sagittari armor and to yeah. go up. Into the, it was like, I was like, wait, what? Why are they, is everybody <laughs> changing clothes? And then who are the people hiding in the rocks? Yeah. And why does everybody change their name to three letter names? The, uh, the middle letter is E. That was confusing, yeah. too. A very long talking sequence. About. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, what did you make of the moment where um, Zod is choking Seg, trying to, like, basically killing him right before um, Jaina and uh, Dev come in? And uh, Seg has a vision from the Phantom Zone, and it's from his perspective, and he's seeing Zod choking Lyda. So it's like a flipped version of that. It felt like so- it was a more meaningful thing than just a little throwaway moment. Also, it was really interesting to me that uh, he was trying to kill his father because if he kills his father, wouldn't he then not exist? Um, I think that's up for debate because they haven't totally set the rules of time travel on this show necessarily. Because cool, I think, cool, 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 cool. Well, because I don't think the characters know what they are. They're not used to dealing with time travel. Adam Strange just sort of jumped into the past willy-nilly. Arguably, the only person who may have any idea how time travel works in this universe is Druzad, I think. Um and yeah. What so, about the Val, the hologram man? Val? Yeah. Who's not a hologram at this point? Possibly, but he hasn't traveled through time. 
But oh, also, good. Val this season also feels like sort of a doddering old man who's like, everything's going to be great. And well, it's, it's just not. The first season, they were like, oh, if he was here, he knows so much. He's so knowledgeable. And now he's just like an old guy walking around going, I used to be a hologram. Well, I, he's I, definitely not saying that. Also, he was a computer. It's a supercomputer. Pete? Couch I don't point? believe you. <laughs> Great. He wasn't a supercomputer. He was Pete, a I fucking think, hologram. I think you are fascinated by holograms. Do you want to? Do you want to fuck a hologram? Is that what's going on, Pete? Uh, that was. A big I knew leap. it. Pete wants I to fuck. He it. wants to fuck a, a, a hard light hologram, which is like a human. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> it freaks me out that you know that there's a hard light hologram and a soft light hologram. I, I do yeah. get the sense, and I understand this impulse. It's actually a very nice impulse, but I do get the sense sometimes with some of the actors on the show that they liked working with everybody, and rather than being like, "Well, here's what the plot dictates," they were like, "Oh, let's see how we can bring everybody back and work with them again." Wouldn't that be yeah. nice? That strikes me in like the Jaina dev thing, which is so extraneous. And I have no idea how it ties into anything at this point. They're both good actors. I like the stuff that they're doing together, but it's just, I I don't know why it exists in the show. And I think it's the same thing with Val. You have Val and Jaxer are both leading this rebellion. You don't need two leaders for the rebellion necessarily. Agreed. Totally agree. In any case. Because we could, Val could have a laser eye. Yeah, everybody could have laser eyes. That would be a oh, great show. Oh, man. What a better show. Everybody's got laser eyes. The Cyclops show, where everyone's Cyclops. <laughs> oh, I hate you. You just ruined laser eyes for me. Uh, so let's see. Lyda is willing to die for the cause. Uh, Zod doesn't want to, uh, want her to. And Brainiac interrupts. Brainiac explains to Seg that there is a tiny bit just a little bitty bit of Brainiac left inside of him. Uh, and he coaches them that Zod is ruthless and kind of tells him, like, here's how you can potentially beat Zod. Um, I, we were also talking about this last week on the podcast. I'm very interested to get back to whatever was going on with the other part of Brainiac and Lobo and to see if there's going to be multiple Brainiacs or what's going to happen there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I think, again, that'll be a little more fun. Uh, but before Seg could tell Lyda exactly what's going on with the conditioning, Zod cuts out the broadcast. They fight again. Uh, and then we get back to this moment, which we sort of skip past, uh, where we flash back to the Phantom Zone. Here, here is my take on it, which might be wrong. I think time has changed again. Like, I think, right. I think Seg was seeing Zod choking Lyda, but in this reality now, Zod chokes Seg. That was, that was what it I took kill away from it. Yeah. But yeah, that could be. But I do think Zod feels like he's going to kill Lyda or try to kill Lyda. Right. Which, uh, to Pete's point, seems like a mistake to kill your own mom. Yeah. Death. Death. But sort of like Freudian in a way, you know, like a, yeah. like oh, a flipped Freudian thing. Is it, does it bother anybody else that like Brainiac is just like putting up with a lot of 
Like it just seems like Brainiac is supposed to be this evil force, and he's just very laid back and watching Seg just kind of flop around doing stuff. You know, you're saying he's more of a brainy, brainy slack than a brainy. Yeah, he's brainy slacking it. Wow, he's <laughs> doing the dad jokes now, assholes. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Well, right. that, everyone was right. on board with that one, Dad. <laughs> uh, yeah, th- this is definitely a different Brainiac, but I take that as like. A, he can manipulate Seg, and he's going to end up on top in this situation no matter what, so he can just sort of slowly push things along in the direction he wants. But it's also, as he says, just a teeny tiny little bit of Brainiac, and Brainiac, more than anything, is about self-preservation. So in this case, uh, he is trying to keep Seg alive so that he can stay alive and then eventually return to the collective in some way, would be my take. After Uh, he becomes Space Wolverine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jaina and Dev attack Zod. Zod escapes. Um, Brainiac coaches the Seg, and he, uh, again, I thought this was a pretty cool scene. He Matrix-style takes out all the Sagittarii. Pete, what would you think about that one? Yeah, that was fun where uh, Seg's just no-look shooting people. Yeah, he's classic Ratatouille style, just being driven by a little inside thing. Yeah, it's like, hey, I have this guy who lives in my head, which in no way explains how I know where everybody's going to be and exactly where to shoot because I'm not getting that information from Brainiac. He's just saying someone in the corner, but I'm shooting exactly where I need to. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that, Justin, because I don't know if you know this, but originally... Pixar was going to make a Superman Brainiac movie, and then over various revisions, it turned into Ratatouille. That's the thing. That's what collaboration is all about, and really mm-hmm. taking your time. Yeah. Uh, Brainiac coaches, uh, we talked about that. Uh, Jax breaks into the broadcast, reveals that the refugees were subject to soldiers, as you mentioned. Uh, and then, this is a big moment. She has Lyta there. She slits Lyta's throat at the end of the episode, and Lyta seemingly dies. What do you think's happening there? Did she actually kill Lyta? That would be crazy. I mean, the show's definitely pointing at that. And they also, because he said, I can't believe Lyta, Zod says, I can't believe Lyta died in such a shitty way, basically. Yeah. And that's what we definitely see. Yeah. What do you think, Pete? Is Lyta dead? I just think that Light is like, man, this show is awful. I got to get off the show any way I can. Somebody slit my throat. Oh, geez. I will say cutting off her head is one way to make her a little lighter. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. That was just leaning into it, buddy. Huh? <laughs> oh, I feel like you're not even doing dad jokes. You're doing like great, great grandfather jokes. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I am my own great, great grandfather, as I recently learned through a time traveling mishap. I don't want to explain how it works. I'll explain later. Don't even worry about it. So before we end the episode, whose turn is it for trivia? Justin, is it yours? Um, Do do a little uh, uh, Superman Krypton trivia. Superman Krypton trivia. Okay. Let me think about. Just so you know, we we already covered Kryptonite. Uh, That's good. That's a yeah. good one. Okay, um, let me... Yeah, uh, Pete got it right off, which really blew my mind. I think oh, he's been good, studying. These, these trivia mm-hmm. questions are usually pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was too easy um, last week. Too easy. Uh, well, here, this is a good one. So um, in the comic books, Superman has a, a pet, a dog, and he's named sort of oddly, I found. Um, he's named a- after the show Krypton with one letter removed. Can you name that dog? 
Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there. I'm not 100 percent sure, but is it ripped on? That's I. Th- well, hold on. Let me check. Oh no, that is incorrect. Oh okay. Is it so, sorry, cryptic? That's a good, uh, that's good. It's not what the parameters of the question were, but it's <laughs> close. It's a, it is cryptic technically. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, any other guesses? There is you know because a lot of times when you remove a letter from something, you just sort of shorten it. Right. Oh, okay. I think I got it. I think it's Krypton. No, that's, that's not. That's no, not removing ooh, a letter. That's a good one. Oh, oh no, I forgot right. to remove a letter. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, that's it. The answer is Crypto. It's oh. Crypto. Huh. It's like Tales from the Crypt. Oh, like oh, it's oh. oh, Tales from the Crypt. Oh. Right. Great trivia question. Really good trivia question. If you would like to support the show, and I don't know why you would, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by. Pete, maybe we'll get angry enough to shoot a laser at it if his eye at you. We'll see what happens. Pete, what do you want to plug other than your Friend eyeball? Friend us on Facebook, and you can... Wait, hold on. I want to take that back. What do you want to plug other than a hologram, Pete? Yeah, Pete Fox. That's messed up, man. Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests on our live show, and then it's actually a good show. Wow, follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. You can also follow us on Twitter at After Krypton, Comic Book Club at Live.com for this podcast and more. You can subscribe on iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice, and we'll see you after Krypton. (laughs) 